to Japanatron. It's a podcast about uh, life in Japan, Japanese culture. My name is David Pavlina. I'm uh, your host. Uh, I'm actually the only guy on the uh, podcast, so I don't know what that makes me. I guess the host and uh, everything else. It's a, it's a one-man show. Anyways, um, today's topic uh, I, I call Survival Japanese. Um, I've lived in Japan over eight years. I am by no means an expert in the language or anything else here. However, um, I like to just kind of present an outline and a list of some tips and tricks that have helped me through the years of, you know, living, you know, while I've been living here and studying the language and everything. So maybe, you know, um, anyone interested in Japan or um, maybe who's just moved here or interested in moving and living here um, might be interested in this. So let's um, let's go through this. I, I broke this up into two parts. We have some basic skills and some advanced skills. Okay, so we're going to cover the basic first. Now, when... When studying Japanese and when first coming here, and maybe you're, you know, you have zero Japanese knowledge or whatever, um, one of the first things you learned is that hi, hi, means yes. It also means kind of an acknowledgement that you you just heard what the speaker said. So it's kind of like the English equivalent. You know, the English equivalent would be uh huh or yeah or uh yeah 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 that that kind of stuff. So when you come to Japan, you hear Japanese people saying hi, 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 a lot. You hear it a lot, okay? And uh, when you when you start studying Japanese, you, you kind of start to mimic it. And I can't rec- I, I can't recommend this enough. And I have a technique. Number one, I like to call hi through it, okay? Now inevitably. When you start studying Japanese, people will speak to you, and it'll be way too fast. They'll be using words you don't know, and you will you will be completely lost and not know what the hell is going on. So that's where the tip "hi" through it comes in. You just sort of keep saying "hi," ah, "hi," 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 "hi" through the thing until you, until it's over, till you get to the end. Okay, and hey. You know, you might get some surprises out of life. You know, you might get a meal you didn't expect. You know, you might get some kind of reaction or something. That's how you learn, right? It's kind of fun. Just keep saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, one thing, I don't recommend doing this at a hospital. Probably not the best place to just sort of hide through it uh, when you don't really know what's going on. Restaurant shopping, whatever, yeah, that's fine, you know, so you don't get exactly what you want, that's fine, you got through it, right, and they don't know how dumb you really are, okay, um, the other thing is, you, uh, the other um, point I want to make is you might be in trouble when they say, like, really, which in Japanese is like, maji de, 
um, and you didn't really catch what they said that you just said yes to. Um, so be careful of that. Um, if that happens to you, just say uso, which means, uh, oh, I was just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. So just say hi, hi, hi. And they say, really? And then you just say uh, uso, uso, which means just, just kidding, just kidding. Okay. So then you kind of, you know, you keep up with it, you know, and you don't, you don't look as, you don't look so dumb. I do have one funny story is that um, when uh, my now wife and I visited the U.S. for the first time, um, she was worried. She was saying, you know, like, I don't really know what's going on in English. They're speaking so fast. What do I do? And I said, just keep saying, yeah, just, just, just say yes through it. Just do the, do the same thing. Like what I do in English. So, um, we went to a restaurant and uh, I had a, a couple of my friends there and, and, uh, and my wife was there with us. And, uh, um, all of a sudden just randomly this giant ass, like, uh, chocolate volcano brownie thing shows up. It's like the biggest dessert I've ever seen. It's got like a volcano and like a chocolate fountain and like waterfalls coming out of it. And it's got like sparklers on it, and they're like, they set this thing down on the table. And I'm like, what the hell is this thing? And uh, my wife sort of laughs and says, I think I ordered it. Um, I just kept saying yes when the waitress came. So apparently the waitress came, my wife didn't know what was going on, and she had agreed to this giant chocolate volcano brownie thing. So, um, yeah, hey, no harm, no foul. You know, we, we enjoy the giant chocolate volcano water fountain thing. And, uh, yeah, that's the kind of thing that you can expect in Japan when you high through it. But I cannot recommend that technique enough. It has gotten me through many an awkward situation. Just keep saying hi. Uh, another equally um, equally effective phrase is sodesne. Sodesne. Which means, you know... Um, Oh, you don't say. Is that right? Really? That kind of thing. So just, you know, throw in the, um, you know, when someone's kind of babbling on in Japanese, you don't know what the hell they're talking about. Just kind of throw in that, you know, so this ne, so this ne. Hi, 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 so this ne. And, you know, you sound native, you know, and you pull it off. That's a good one. Uh, another good one. Onegaishimasu. Onegaishimasu which means basically please. And it's used all over the place. And it's real versatile, real useful. Um, you just say please, you know, please do this, please do that. And they kind of figure it out based on the context, you know. This comes in handy a lot at restaurants. You know, someone comes, they asked you if you need more water. You had no idea they were asking that. You just said onegaishimasu. And then boom, more water shows up. And hey, you know, maybe you're thirsty. You know, you got some extra water, you know, and you covered up the fact that you don't know what the hell's going on. So onegaishimasu is good. Very useful word. Can't recommend that one enough either. Um, one problem with onegaishimasu is sometimes the question being asked is not a yes or no. And onegaishimasu doesn't really fit. Um, because a yes-no question, onegaishimasu would, would kind of infer yes, Whereas, for example, I was at McDonald's, and the actual question was, what size do you want? 
you know, small, medium, or large. And I just kept saying, please. <laughs> I just kept saying, only gaishimas. So they were really confused, like, well, is it is that a small, medium, or large? And, and it, it, it kind of took me a while. But So be just be aware of that. Onegaishimas, very useful, but not in every case, especially when the question is not a yes or no question. Uh, the other good one I like to use is uh, just to mumble, kind of like uh, if you hear an old Japanese man talking. And he's kind of making these like mouth noises, and you'll pick up on it if you live here, and you'll hear the language being spoken by the especially old Japanese men, probably preferably drunk, will do this a lot. And uh, this is a good technique because um, Japanese in general are very polite they will have no idea what the hell you're talking about, um, but they will not say that. And uh, you'll kind of appear like a native Japanese speaker, maybe an older one that's drunk. Um, and they'll respect you for that. You know, they respect the older people. So just sort of, you know, mumble through it, and they'll probably actually compliment your, your Japanese skills. Um, they'll say, oh, Jozu Sort of mumble through it. Can we cough or something? You know, there's a word you don't know and you come to it or something. You don't really know what's going on. Just sort of mumble through it. Throw a high in there and maybe an onegai shimasu or two in there too. And then if, when they start talking, just do a sodesune. Okay, the, the uh, last one, finishing up our, our basic skills section is uh, what I like to call Warkarimasen. Okay. Now, uh, uh, to say I don't understand, or, you know, uh, I don't, you know, to to kind of explain that you don't speak Japanese so well, most Japanese assume that if you're not of uh, Asian look. Um, So what you you do is is, uh, officially in Japanese... Wakarimasen uh, is is I don't understand, but what you gotta do is you gotta thicken up the accent, make it real Western, real American. This hit that R real strong, you know, Wakarimasen, you know, and you know thicken up the accent and uh, just overpronounce the R's, you know, and, and you know overdo the accent and the inflections. Japanese is typically spoken like a, a, a machine gun. It has almost no up and down feeling to it. You know, like uh, we say, you know, Italian and French has that very, you know, flowy feeling to it, up and down um, with the accent and the stresses. But in Japanese, that's not really the case. So Overdo it. Put your native language's inflections in there. Overdo the foreigner accent, you know. And um, this this technique is extremely useful when you're in a situation from which you wish to escape, okay? Um, so a good example of this is in Japan, the, uh, the television, NHK, the television channel. I, I guess it's kind of the... Japanese version of the BBC. It's, you know, uh, state-run, you know, government-run, whatever. 
they uh, they go to your house, and every citizen with a uh, oh not citizen, every person in Japan with a TV is supposed to pay for NHK. Okay, and it's it's kind of a joke I actually heard of is that uh, the NHK guy will come to your house asking for the money, and uh, the the key is to get rid of this guy without paying, and the best way to do that as a foreigner is to pretend you don't speak any Japanese and you don't know what he's asking for, you know, like he's, he's you know, asking you to sign up for cable television or something. So what you got, what you got to do is when you get a situation, you get a solicitor at your door, you get an NH, you get the NHK guy, you encounter a weird person who just kind of won't let you leave, you know, wants to talk to you because you're a foreigner or something, thicken up the accent and say, Nihon, Nihon Go Warkarimasen, you know, which means I don't understand Japanese. Do it real slow, hesitate, stumble on your words. Even if you speak like a goddamn native, I don't care. You want it out of that situation, right? That's the key. So use that, uh, use that foreigner look, that foreigner accent to your advantage and do it. Another good thing to throw in uh, to kind of reassert your foreignerness is to uh, start every sentence with watashi wa. Watashi wa, watashi is I, um, but it's often dropped from the sentence, just because in Japanese it's understood from the context. Um, but uh, with Western languages, we always have that I am, I, you know, I am blah, blah, blah. I am not interested. So um, we when when Westerners especially are learning Japanese, they always start everything... Uh, the beginners of the language always start everything with watashi wa, <laughs> and do it real thick, you know, watashi wa, watashi wa, kyomi ga arimasen, <laughs> watashi wa, nihongo, uh, nihongo, wakarimasen, do it, just say stuff like that. Do not try to, you know, if you speak like a native, they're going to be all over your ass, you know, asking you for money, calling you up, ringing your doorbell. You do not want that. So take advantage of that foreignness. It is uh, very useful when you're in a situation you want to escape from. Moving on. Woo! Moving right along. Advanced skills. Okay. Maybe after you've, you've mastered my basic skills, the high through it, the sodesne, the onegaishimasu, the mumbling, and the warkarimasen, uh, maybe move on to these, okay? A uh, good one is just repeat back what you thought you heard, okay? Now, this is not only Japanese study in action, but it's also very entertaining, especially for the Japanese person you may be conversing with at the time, Okay? And you could just sort of drive the conversation back to a place to you know to a place where you can participate. You know, maybe there's several Japanese people talking. You're in a group, and you're just overwhelmed. They're all native speakers, and they're just going off on a topic that you cannot follow. So just randomly blurt out what you thought you heard someone say. Okay, um, some examples to kind of demonstrate this technique. Uh, in Japanese, uh, one of the words, ore, ore is, uh, means I, um, and it's used often by, most often by men, ex- uh, pretty much exclusively by men, ore, ore wa, ore wa, you hear like drunk men talking, you know, saying that a lot sometimes, you know, talking about themselves, 
First time I heard it, I thought the guy was talking about Oreo cookies. You know, Oreo. <laughs> in Japanese. So uh, when I heard it, I just said, Oreo cookies? And they all started laughing. You know? And hey, you, you bust a good joke. You make people laugh. Hey, you become popular, right? Sure, you don't know what the hell's going on in the language, but hey, that's, that's inevitable. You know, that's a, that's a, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, another good example is um, when you say you like something, it means you say something, something, ski this, you know, beer, beer ga ski this, okay? You like, you like beer, okay? And I always confuse this one tragically when I heard people speaking too fast and I couldn't tell if they were saying they like something or if they were actually talking about skiing, you know, you know, as in the sport, you know, the winter sport. So, it sound very similar to me, okay? So, um, one time someone asked me, do you, do you like something, something? And I said, no, no, I don't ski, I snowboard. And just a real confused look. And it's entertaining, like I said, very entertaining, okay? So, I, I can't recommend, just repeat back what you thought you heard. Another good example. Uh, I was asking um, a coworker, a female coworker, uh, you know what uh, she likes to do in her free time, and she said uh, in Japanese, um, uh, "bare," okay, which actually, in truth, means volleyball. It's short for volleyball. I thought she meant ballet, which sounds extremely similar in Japanese. Um, so I, I got confused, and for like a week, I thought she did. I thought she was a ballerina in her free time. I thought she did ballet, and then it came out once, you know, during a uh, a night of drinking that it wasn't ballet. It's not ballet she actually does. It's volleyball. So I was very confused um, at that. And uh, just, you know... But hey, it's entertaining, right? Um, on and on, more examples. This is a good one. Is uh, the first time I heard the expression toriaizu, which um, means for the time being. It's often used at a restaurant when you're placing an order um Japanese restaurants often are, uh, you know, family style. You just order a bunch of dishes for the entire table. And they finish off the order with toriaizu, which means for the time being, we're cool with that. Okay, and maybe we'll order something later. But for the time being, we got that. The first time I heard that, I thought in Japanese they said um, tori no aisu, which means <laughs> tori is bird, and aisu means ice cream. So I thought they said uh, they, they wanted to order uh, bird ice cream. Uh, so yeah, be careful. Entertaining. Once again, repeat it right back. Hey, did you just order bird ice cream? You are a very entertaining person if you do this. So it's good. And and it's not only entertaining, like I said, it is Japanese study. You will figure out, you will remember from these experiences that you had that um, toriaizu means for the time being, it is not bird ice cream. Okay. And I have, I have a, a good, another, for the last example here, I have a, a good example for the flip side, where what you thought you heard is wrong or something, or your pronunciation is a little off. I had a, a friend of mine who lived in the U.S., she's Japanese, she studied English. Her pronunciation was a little off on the word Coke, as in Coca-Cola. She confused it with the word cock. So at McDonald's, she once ordered... A uh, Big Mac and a large cock. Okay. So, entertaining, right? 
okay? Japanese study, English study in action. It's a lot of fun. Repeat back what you thought you heard. Just blurt it out. Say it. And maybe if, you know, you'll figure out the correct way to say it eventually. Someone hopefully will eventually correct you. In Japan, probably not as much as in America. Okay, next advanced skill. Uh, I like to make a point. Don't try to be a Japanese person. Maintain your foreignness. This is what makes you unique here. You know, unlike in America, you will never be fully Japanese. When my wife and I visit America, we walk down the street. No one really can tell by looking at her that she's not American, especially in a big city like L.A. Um, in Japan, I walk down the street. Everyone knows I'm not Japanese. Of course I'm not. Maintain that. It is an advantage. You don't have to be completely Japanese. You're really never going to be accepted as such. You know, as you get better at Japanese, at the language, more immersed, you know, and you become kind of part of the culture, a lot of the culture and the language just becomes second nature to you, don't slack on the basic stuff. And I myself find myself, uh, I myself find that I'm a victim of this, that I look back when I first moved here, and I, I kind of miss the innocence and the entertainment that I provided to Japanese people. Because now I've been here long enough that I understand enough to actually become embarrassed by making mistakes in Japanese. Whereas um, in the beginning, I was too dumb to, be, to become embarrassed. So, you know, a good example is keep, if you're a dude, open the doors for women. Uh, it's not done here. But because of that, you will be unique and they're like, oh, the nice, you know, the nice foreign boy. Open the door for me. You know, you can't do it in every case. You know, in Tokyo, you got a billion people walking through the door. You can't always hold the door open, but... Let the let the let the woman go first, you know, exiting the elevator, you know, maintain the foreignness. That's what I would say. It it is really an advantage, you know. And I, I kind of miss that. Sometimes I just find myself uh, I've become too immersed and I kind of forget the basics. Another good example is the old ogenki desu ka, you know, which is the first thing you learn in your Jap in your very first Japanese lesson, probably, is your hajime mashite, it's your nice to meet you, it's your ogenki desu ka, how are you? How are you doing? And, you know, it's funny, I don't really hear Japanese people saying it these days. And, you know, I do live in Tokyo, and uh, Tokyo people are known, unfortunately, for being kind of cold. So, um, you know... Say like a you know in the morning when I'm I run into a coworker I say oh genki desu ka and thicken up the accent a little bit you know makes it kind of funny you know and uh, it kind of throws them off believe it or not a, a little how are you in the morning is I don't hear it much I don't hear Japanese people saying it much to each other you know it's usually a good morning and you know uh, ah, it's cold today you know you could do that but you know. Do if you do if you just maintain your foreignness and you throw in that Japanese level one, you know your first week of Japanese. You throw that in there. I don't know. To me, it's it's uh, it keeps it entertaining and it keeps it fun. You know, it, it keeps Japan, you know, exotic, which is the reason I I originally moved here. So that's why I like to keep doing that. You know, if I if I remember to. Um, 
So uh, another good example is to uh, to kind of maintain the wacky foreignness, foreigner status, is um, uh, Japan loves point cards. Okay, you go to a store and they always have this card where if you buy something over a certain value ten times, you get a stamp every time. You know, maybe McDonald's has one. Every store has one of these, and they're always asking you, you know, if you want this point card. So you're gonna have a wallet just stuffed with point cards. You know, by the you know after having lived here for just a few weeks or so. So I always like to do a little bit. Well, not always, but sometimes if the uh, situation sort of calls for it, I do a bit where I got the point card and they're stamping it, and I ask them, "Hey, can you give me like two stamps this time?" You know, come on. Like, I'm a nice guy. Give me two stamps instead of just one. Or you try to kind of, like, uh, negotiate for the actual stamper, which would be awesome. Because if you had the stamper, you know, you could just stock up on point cards and fill them all up. And then you just have free meals or free whatever for life. So just kind of, you know, you know, maybe the girl, maybe the clerk is cute. Flirt with her a little bit. Bust this little, like, point card bit. You know, work the foreignness. That's what I'm saying. Advanced technique, but it's a lot of fun, okay? Not even that advanced. Work the foreignness. You know, Japanese people cannot get away with this stuff. They do, they never pull it off, and they never do it, because they'll be way too embarrassed. F that. Do it. You're a foreigner. It's fun. You're not hurting anybody, and it's, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of entertainment. And hey, you might get a, a cute girl's phone number out of it, cute guys, you know, a good-looking guy's phone number out of it, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, you, you could, you could obtain your, your, your dream with this, okay, last skill, probably the most advanced, is called the Oyaji Gagu, okay, this is the old man jokes, okay, the cheesy old man jokes, okay, really lame jokes that old man, old men like to say, okay, you have to have a you know kind of an understanding of Japanese to to work these, and there are there's a cache of them. You know there's standard ones that if you ask Japanese friends or uh, teachers about, they'll they'll give you a standard cache, and I can I can kind of list a few out. Um, you know, excuse me or I'm sorry in Japanese is sumimasen, okay, and um, what a lot of people like to say is sumimasen yen, which is a play on words, it's sumimasen, excuse me, plus senyen, which is 1,000 yen. I don't get it myself. Japanese people find it really funny, especially when it's coming out of the mouth of a foreigner because they don't really expect it. So throw that in. You'll probably say excuse me more than enough times in your life in Japan or during your Japanese study. Throw in a samimasenyan, and your teacher, your friends, whatever, they will have a good laugh out of it. Especially if they're not expecting you to say something like that. And they'll wonder, how the hell did you know that joke? Okay. Another good one is in Japanese, um, often, and I love this expression, it's otsukare-sama desu. Which means kind of like, uh, you must be tired, I guess. Coworkers say it all day long to each other. And it's a great expression. We don't really have this, uh, at least in the U.S. You know when you're at work and you're walking down the hall and there's a coworker walking the opposite direction, you know, towards you. And you kind of do the kind of nod, you know, the kind of like, hey, what's up, you know, when you're walking by. 
there's really no language. There's nothing. Hey, hi, you know, kind of say hi in the hallway, right? In Japanese, there is an expression just for that situation, which is awesome. And that is otsukaresama desu. You know, it's like, you're doing a good job, you know, like, oh, we're all tired, you know, we're at work, blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a cool expression. You'll hear it a lot if you're working at a Japanese company or, or something. And, and a good a good oyaji gag, a good old man joke to play is otsukare, <laughs> sorry, let me try that again, otsukare raisu, okay, otsukare raisu. Uh, it's a play on the expression, you know, plus curry rice, which is a kind of a Japanese dish, Japanese-ified, you know, dish, curry and rice. So otsukare raisu. People will find that really funny because... Most Japanese people not, like, in their 60s and drunk will not bust that joke out. If you just bust that joke out randomly, it's a cheesy-ass old man joke. It's like the, uh, it's like a knock-knock joke <laughs> or something something really old and bad like that, you know, that you just don't hear. Take my wife, please! You know, vaudeville. <laughs> vaudeville. So, bust those out. Do the Oyaji gags. If you come up with your own, good for you. Do them. Play on the words. Um, the advantage you have as a foreigner studying Japanese is that oftentimes you can kind of mix English in, you know, or maybe you'll see that Japanese sounds like something in English or something. You can kind of do a play on words. Often, you know, knowing your native language and studying Japanese will put you at a distinct advantage. Because you'll hear something that Japanese, that the native speakers will not hear, you know. And um, so in that way, you can be very skilled at these old man jokes. So I cannot recommend those enough. They will make you very popular, especially with um, the opposite sex or uh, whatever whatever sex you are interested in. Make you very popular with Japanese people, just in general, generally speaking. God damn, I can't talk anymore. You notice that? Like, my English sucks. I've been, I've been in Japan way too long. It's like my English skills have just gone down the toilet. Jesus. Okay. To conclude, let's, let's wrap this up. Um, is I like to say a, a little Japanese goes a long way. One of the things I really love about Japan is that uh, as, a, as a foreigner that does not look, that does not have an Asian look, uh, this does not apply, unfortunately, to people of Asian descent. Uh, Japanese Americans or uh, Asian Americans, you know, for example, come over here and they have a lot expected of them because they have an Asian look. Uh, they're expected to speak Japanese very well. Um, so it really sucks if you are Asian and you don't speak a word of Japanese um, because a lot of times probably Japanese people will look at you and just start babbling off in Japanese. But for um, anyone else of any other race, um, you have the advantage that you don't look at all Japanese, um, likely. And Japanese will not have expectations, will not have any expectations, probably, of uh, when it comes to your Japanese skills. They will not expect you to speak any Japanese. So, if you bust out, you know, just the, just the little, you know, konnichiwa or ogenki desu ka, you know, or the sayonara, they'll be like, whoa. They'll be surprised. They'll be taken aback. And that little bit of Japanese, just a little, a week's worth of study, a few hours on the plane, it'll get you a lot, okay? And 
Japanese service is excellent, generally speaking. It's fantastic. Just a little Japanese thrown in there, they'll just go even more out of their way to please you. You know? And I have a good example of this. When I lived out in the countryside, uh, teaching English, I lived out in Toltori. Um, one of my favorite stores was Jusco, which now is called Eon. It's kind of like a Walmart. Huge store. And I'd often go shopping there. It was really close to my house. I, you know, there's a grocery store there and everything. And oftentimes I could not find anything because the written language kanji is is terribly difficult. You know, it doesn't use the alphabet. So I could never read any, I could never read anything. I couldn't find stuff. So I would just ask for help because speaking to me was just a lot more fun. So I would ask like, excuse, sumimasen. And just that, just that by itself, just an excuse me. And there'll be like 10 people would just, you know, you know, store workers, clerks would just surround me and swarm me and say, whoa, 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 what, what do you need help with? You know, because just a sumimasen, you know, if you say excuse me in English, they will probably run as fast as possible away from you because they do not speak English and they do not want to deal with you. But if you say a little sumimasen, even thickly accented, it'll probably get you some pretty damn good service. A lot better than uh, than you'd get probably than uh, if you only spoke English and you're putting them in an awkward situation. Because a lot of times, Japanese people, um, even if they do speak a little English, they're embarrassed about it. So if you if you appease them and you speak a little Japanese, it'll get you a lot. A little Japanese goes a long way. And uh, yeah. That concludes this episode of Japanatron. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.